Alrighty, so today is, what is today, the 23rd, 23rd, question mark, 24th, Saturday, 24th, um, 2023 in the month of June. Um, two week off, because of work and stuff. Um, just no time this weekend to do anything, nor at any point during this week. Uh, so, yeah. Jeez, but not really, because I don't care. Um, I'm not making any money off this, so it doesn't matter anyway. Actually, I'm spending money through this. Wonderful world of art. Um, so, uh, an idea crossed my mind that I won't be talking about today, but in the fall. Um, when fall rolls around, um, I am a very large um, sports fan, especially the National Football League. Um, the, not, the not so fun league, the NFL, you know, that kind of thing. Um, big, 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 big fan, especially of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, however, I sort of live outside of their broadcast area, or their broadcast broadcast preference area um, but barely so I kind of get their games like probably once every weeks um, usually since they are in the AFC um, their games typically get aired on CBS so but the closest AFC team to me is Baltimore so get the preference for their games um, over Pittsburgh, but the next preference is if Pittsburgh has a home game, it's Pittsburgh. I think that's how it works. Unless they're on Fox, which is a whole different story. But, on the other hand, um, if it's a home game on Fox, I have preference there too, because if the commanders are not, or out of town, potentially. I'll get there then. And then, of course, the prime time games. Um, that being said, I'll still um, do a watch-along episode every Sunday when possible, when I'm watching games. Um, I'll try to keep the audio of the game in the background as much as possible due to reasons of legality, etc. Um, but just enough that you have an understanding of what's going on. I'll introduce each game, I think, before, just to tell you who it is, um, scores, etc. Um, and then you'll probably get a live feed of my opinions. Um, especially when we won't be watching Baltimore games because they're a good rival and, you know, it happens. Um, that applies directly to me. Sorry, but not me. It's complicated. Um, see, there's that. Uh, that's probably going to be the only one only thing 
only sport, only event that I'll do watch alongs for. Um, they'll be available through the same chant, through the same place, podcast venue that you're listening to this on because it is extremely expensive to have two podcasts instead of one. Who knew? So, um, yeah. I also thought in the week hiatus that I had of possible new topics because at the conclusion of the last episode, I had gone through all the topics that I had thought of. So, um, I'll probably only do one today, and it'll most likely be a short one. Some things on the docket, um, upcoming, I guess, um, and not in any particular order, uh, substance use, um, not so much drugs, well, maybe drugs, don't know, yeah, um, but certainly, like, things like alcohol and stuff like that, um, types of rock, uh, Somebody runs down the hallway. I don't know why they do it. But I um, guess they're on the way to get fucked. Um, uh, oh, and uh, the next one is types of rock, um, rock and roll, etc. Um, my main definition for that is uh, dominated by rhythm, but the presence of melody, which is absent in most rap and hip hop. Crucial for making distinctions between things, um, what musical elements are present or not. Uh, and the third thing out of four um, issues of rigor in the scientific community, um, especially in the public eye. Uh, they currently are operating under a anything goes mentality. Um, so essentially, um, there's no content gatekeeping in. Sign in, well, especially biology um, and environmental science, I think. Um, pretty much anything that can be proven twice in a study um, can be published and readily available to the public. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, because I think that can lead to misconceptions, not necessarily misinformation, but mis definitely misconceptions about things. Um, and I'll be going over things like carbon dating, um, genetics, and uh, climate change science. And finally, um, I'm going to be discussing my opinion of the world, the current World Alliance map. Um, this is something I did some research on prior to, and I'll just be conveying that. Um, but first, uh, let's do types of rock and roll. Um, well, no, types of rock, because there is a difference. We should probably do start out by doing that. 
Um, so, essentially, like I said, Rock is um, an umbrella of an umbrella genre of music, uh, dominated by rhythm, but the presence but has a, a significant presence of melody. Um, so, if a genre of music, if a piece of music is dominated by rhythm but has very very little. Um, melody or harmony um, that would fall into the uh, a uh, rap hip hop um, bordering on like rhythm and blues um, that kind of thing uh, I don't I don't know how jazz fits into that because it's kind of all over the place uh, but yeah, I, get, I can see how jazz can, sit, can be considered uh, dominated by rhythm and have no melody, but that's kind of iffy, um, depending on who is playing the jazz and what instruments are in the jazz group. Um, so yeah, um, but rock, obviously. Um, I had a professor who said that um, when I took history of rock, the class, he said that... Um, it was elements of the periphery hybridizing and gravitating towards the center. Um, I think that applied to uh, I think that applies more to pop music and rock and roll more than just rock itself. Maybe that was true at the time, like back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, but now, obviously, those, like that's a statement to make when things were happening, not a statement to make when looking in retrospect, um, which is what we're doing now. Um, it's, that's a good way to understand how it happened, not necessarily to um, describe what it is, I guess. So, um, yeah. Um, so that's rock. Um, that's kind of my working definition of rock. Rock and roll. Um, it's two different things. Um, and kind of the same thing at the same time. So, it can either mean um, the style that merged out of rhythm and blues and country, western, way back in the 50s. So, think of people like Elvis and Little Richard and people like that. Um... So that's rock and roll in the sense of the musical genre. On the other hand, rock and roll has kind of been used as this colloquial term to describe what is hot, what is new. Um, but at the same time, it has to be like 
a sense of vulgarity, I guess. Has to be edgy, has to be, um, like, has to be avant-garde, has to be all those things. It can't be Lionel Richie, um, is a good, I guess is a good way to describe it. Um, it can't be straight-laced, um, it can't be buttoned up. I mean, rhythmically and musically it can, but the personas, the, um, the display, those kinds of things. They can't be um, really neat and refined or anything like that. It has to be a lot of expression going on. Um, whether that is um, uh, whether that is authentic or not. Um, whether that is let's say, um, colorful or not, but it still has to have a lot of expression, whether that's made up in tone, whether that's made up in clothing, presentation, etc. Um, so those kinds of things. Um, now, let's just go into, like, what I would consider actually rock is, like, um, musically. So, obviously, I think it starts with the Beatles. Um, they really are the first ones that come out of rock and roll. Um, because if we're distinguishing rock from rock and roll, those that that would be the first band I would think of. Concurrently, the Rolling Stones, but they took a little bit longer, and they have a lot more um, elements of rock and roll in their music. Um, uh, obvious examples come to mind um, for them. Um, Beatles, not so much. They were more of an artistic rock um, band especially as they got later in their um, careers. Uh, so, moving on through the 60s, um, bands started emerging from the South, or let's, well, let's be honest, the White South. Um, people like Yeoman Brothers Band, um, they didn't come from the South, but the Creedence Clearwater Revival, they came out of California. But it's not necessarily the South, but country rock um, gets lumped into this genre of Southern rock, um, folk rock, um, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, Almond Brothers, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, um, who are a couple more of those? I can't think of any off the top of my head. Oh, duh, uh, Leonard Skinner. Um, all with varying degrees of rhythmic tightness, um, coherency, I think, um, uh, with the Allman Brothers being the loosest of those bunches and probably Leonard Skinner being the tightest. 
um, with a with CCR in a close second. Um, and of course, the weird thing is the Rolling Stones have covered this entire period and have dabbled in each thing as they went along. Um, so moving on to like the early, late, late 60s, early 70s. We're kind of in that now, but um, the major band at this point is Led Zeppelin. Um, they've kind of emerged um, with their uh, Roman numeral albums, especially two and three. Um, um, uh, again, they follow in the same sort of vein as um, the Rolling Stones do. They present a British blues um, approach to things, but at the same time, more so than the Rolling Stones, they've started into hard rock and heavy metal. Um, a distinction needs to be made here. When I say heavy metal, I do not mean the same sort of heavy metal that inspired the rest of the genre. This is early heavy metal. Um, things that Black Sabbath were inspired by. Um, or things that... Well, Led Zeppelin was was heavy metal in some aspects, but they didn't influence the industry of or the genre of heavy metal like um, Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne did. Um, uh, they did, however, influence the hard rock sort of things. Um, and these bands, obviously, are probably the most um, famous of the uh, late 70s going into the um, uh, early 80s, I would say. Uh, bands like ACDC. Um, Aerosmith probably is a good example. What's another? Um, off the top of my head, those are the ones that I'm thinking of. Uh, I'll see here. Yeah, ACDC, Aerosmith. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't want to get into Def Leppard sort of yet. That's two eighties. Um, Guns and Roses. Um, that would be a good segue into the eighties. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, going back a little bit though, bands like Styx, um, and sort of concurrently Van Halen, but they're bleeding more into the 80s store of style of rock, um, away from that brand of hard rock. Um, but going back a touch bit, I forgot to mention the Eagles um, and the Beach Boys. Um, so I guess they're considered rock. Um, I like to call them West Coast rock. Or southwestern rock bands. Um, 
California rock, that kind of thing. Um, they don't necessarily fit into hard rock because they're not, um, they're not so much dominated by rhythm, but they still have that artistic expression. And, um, uh, things that are present throughout other, um, other areas of rock, but are just not as prevalent, especially as we move out of the late 60s and 70s. Those kinds of things kind of get left behind um, as a more punk style more aggressive style of rock emerges. So, um, where was I? Oh, moving out into the late 70s and early 80s, um, we have bands like um, moving into the arena rock era of things. Um, the most extreme of these arena rock, um, more the more refined of these, um, the less like the others, sort of. Um, these are bands like Journey, um, where their synthesizers are heavy, um, and there's not as much um, electric guitar riffing or anything like that. Um, moving kind of back towards the mainstream, what we idea of rock kind of is, going through bands like Def Leppard, um, uh, Van Halen in their later years, um, like the 1982 album, um, stuff like that. Um, uh, let's see, who else would define this era? Um, I'll talk about Queen in a second. They're kind of an oddball. Um, Motley Crue is another good one that from this era. Um, although they're more emerging on the scene in the late 90s. Late 90s and early 90s. Um, they come to prominence kind of after this arena rock band, but more in the same vein as like the party animals of Van Halen. Um, another one. Um, I already mentioned Guns N' Roses, I think. Um, but they obviously have a career that spans at least this entire era. So, there's that. Um, and also, throughout all this, um, Queen is having their run, um, although they produced most of their albums, uh, or at least most of their uh, well-known work in the 70s, um, late 60s, early 70s. Um, they're still heavily famous throughout this period. Um, Especially when they did Live Aid. Um, I don't know if you would call that a resurrection of their um, of their fame or their mainstreamness, but um, also in this sort of vein, um, uh, Boston should be mentioned. Um, they're in the late seventies. 
but they're really ahead of their time um, with a more more in-between period between bands like Queen and um, like uh, they're more of a merger like a stepping stone between um, like arena rock bands and um, like and the uh, the punk when hardcore punk starts to get on the scene. Um, and when I say punk, I don't mean um, punk like um, the underground stuff. I'm talking about like um, more of this macho sort of punk. Um, uh, I'm thinking more of Motley Crue, uh, motorcycle punk, I think would be a good image to get in your head. Um, Van Halen is sort of in that vein as well. Um, but keep in mind, <laughs> I don't know how macho they were, but they were in tight leather pants and spandex. So I don't, I mean, things were weird in the 80s, to say the least. Um, especially the music and style. Uh, please, nobody bring back anything of 80s style. Um, also, a band to mention is the Blue Oyster Cult. I'm a big fan of them. Um, again, they're kind of in the same vein as Boston. Um, they're kind of a stepping stone between the art, um, the art rock bands of Queen and Led Zeppelin to the more arena rock bands. Oh, another good example of that. The kind of the punk um, motorcycle bands are. Um, Guns and Roses, obviously, um, that that's a big deal as well. Um, uh, where to put Foreigner? I guess they're kind of in the same vein as Queen. Um, when did Agent Provocator come out? That was early. That was mid eighties. Wow. Um, no end in sight. Uh, oh, that's the compilation. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's go through this. Um, yeah, they were late seventies, early eighties. Um, so we're they were the late transitioning period before we get into the more arena rock stuff. Um, place things like obviously Def Leppard and Journey and. Um, that sort of thing. Uh, moving on to the late 80s. Uh, obviously, Aerosmith makes revival during this period, and you start to see um, things more dominated by rhythm and less melody taking place more and more. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention Tom Petty. Throw him in with the early 70s. Um, well, he's late 70s, but he's more of a revival of those late 60s, early 70s um, bands. Those um, folk rock bands. Um, 
even though oh yeah, that's right. I'm more of an art folk thing um, that they did. Um, uh, also, during this time, um, late yeah, um, late eighties, early nineties, uh, bands start emerging um, like U two. Um, they're moving into the more alt-rock, um, punk, um, vein of things. Um, as we get into more of the, uh, the grunge era and the punk era of rock. Um, and that, even though it's alternative, it becomes mainstream. Don't ask me how that works. Good question. Um, also, as we wrap up this era, um, Billy Joel, um, kind of a career that spans this period, um, is the art rock, because he's a heavy piano guy, right? Um, more in a line of Yeah, I would say art rock, but less emphasis on the hard. It's not hard art rock like bands like were. Um, he's more in a line of Queen, I guess. Um, you can throw Elton John in there. Um, as well, kind of in that like a, a career that expands that spans this period and kind of has its own thing um, uh, and doesn't really fit well with the others. So, uh, I don't want the water cup in there. Uh, moving on, because we need to move on and get this thing wrapped up. Um, let's see here. Who else from this era would be relevant? Um, I guess we should discuss, before we move into punk, the, um, the blue-collar Midwestern rock, um, the Rust Belt rock, um, but the two things that come to mind are Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp, Cougar, whatever you want to call them. Um, those are the really two only examples that I'm thinking of. Both have similar sounds, both talk about similar things. Um, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving on to the, the early 90s and throughout the 90s, um, and we're closing in on the period of rock um, because rock starts to fall out of the mainstream less attention gets to it, less money goes to it. So, um, artists are no longer influenced by that. Um, they want to go more into pop. Not, well, hip-hop. Rap pop. Um, which, by now, is shit enough that something else needs to come up and fast. This um, music is just
So, uh, getting into the 90s. Uh, so you have grunge dominates the era, um, especially the early 90s. You have bands Pearl Jam, Nirvana, um, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, or a couple of other ones. Awesome Chains, Foo Fighters comes a little bit later, obviously, after Nirvana, Radiohead, um, Soundgarden, those kinds of things. Um, but because of the lifestyle of grunge, um, the genre didn't last out of the mid-90s. Don't talk, don't say that to Dave Grohl um, or Pearl Jam. <laughs> but by now, they're legacies. Um, so. Okay. Then moving into post runs, which is really what the Foo Fighters are. Um. They're more post-grunge than anything else because um, yeah he has to invent the genre of post-grunge um, so just some bands from that vein of things um, that kind of stretches to the, the mid to the mid 2000s um, you have bands like three doors down um, uh, Everclear, Lifehouse, Live, or Live, I can't remember how to pronounce that. I think it's Live. Um, uh, you might be able to throw Matchbox 20 in there, um, but they're more, um, soft rock pop, and that genre really comes out of this one. Um, it's more watered-down... Um, Post-grunge is watered-down grunge, and soft rock is even more watered-down post-grunge. <laughs> um, uh, Nickelback, good example. Um, Pearl Jam flirts with post-grunge a little bit. But, um, by the late 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, um, uh, and then into the 2000s, post grunge kind of has to step aside for the teenage punk movement. Um, talking about bands like Green Day is the forefront of that, Blink 182, um, Bowling for Soup, All Time Low. Fallout Boy. Um, who else? Uh, Jimmy Eat World. Um, My Chemical Romance. Uh, they're more of the emo kind of thing. But you can put them in that. Um, the Offspring. Really good one. Smash Mouth. Um, Weezer, Weedus, um, 
Good Charlotte in that vein. Avril Lavigne. Um, did I miss anybody? I don't think I missed anybody. No. Um, that kind of brings us to where we are today. Um, obviously, we still have some elements of this. Um, but they are mostly bands that started in the early 2000s and still kind of want to cling around, but mostly have folded into the pop um, way of things. These bands include Maroon 5, uh, Fall Out Boy, as I mentioned, um, Imagine Dragons. Um, I think that's really... That's really it for them. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I don't have anything else. I don't think there is. Just checking real quick. No, maybe there's really anything else. Look at that. I guess I should mention some of like distant things. Um oh, what's it called? Screamo? Is that an appropriate term for that? Not appropriate, but um, applicable to the entire genre. Kind of like this underground nightclub sort of thing um, associated with the goth movement. Um, these bands kind of include Shinedown, um, uh, Skillet, um, Stone Sour, um, Rob Zombie. Uh, this is a really recent one, um, but oh, um, I forgot to mention that. Um, the Pretty Reckless, um, but they're really, really recent. Um, Metallica is the they're heavy metal. But they are late generation heavy metal. Um, so much so, they've kind of made their own brand of heavy metal. So far away from where we started musically in Led Zeppelin. But same lyrical content same imagery is used as Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, those kind of bands. My problem with heavy metal is it's too much mimicry um, outside of those three. Um, which, I mean, mimicry is fine because, like, inspiration has come from somewhere. But 
bands like Dio and seems to like for some reason. And I, I just I can't get into him. Um it's not Black Iron Maiden, yeah. Those kind of bands. They're just I just they don't fit enough within the imagery. Or it just seems like they're trying too hard to fit into the imagery of it. So yeah, um, I had to circle back there for a little bit because I forgot those for some reason. Um, and I only dabble in those kind of bands, especially in Metallica and Black Sabbath because um, yeah, I think I only have one song by Metallica. I can only really get myself into Inner Sandman. Um, Stranger Things bought, brought back Master Puppets. Um, I don't think it needed to be brought back. Because, um, uh, to be honest, Inner Sandman is their only good song, really. I mean, or at least broadly done, well done song. Um, I know a lot of metalheads and music people will say that like songs like Master Puppets are good, and I'm not denying that they're musically good from a composition level, because that's what really Metallica was into at the beginning, like these complex, really Like complex complexity composed songs, complexly composed, that they would kind of lose, they wouldn't show up very well in the concert. Um, that is until the Black Album um, and Sandman. They kind of got on track with that. And then they're popularity kind of it's a groundhog but um uh I'm just gonna check and see how many Black Sabbath songs I have um I have two Iron Man and Paranoid um I think I have another a couple more Aussie songs yeah Mama, I'm coming in. That's not a that's not a heavy metal song. Um, <laughs> Crazy Train, decently. So I'm done. Oh, and I also forgot to talk about um, uh, like the psychedelic era of the super late '60s. Um, this includes bands and figures like Giants Joplin. Jimi Hendrix, um, a little bit of Eric Clapton, I guess. Um, uh, the Doors, The Who. Um, who else would fit into this? Uh, kind of like um, the only ones like everybody, all the music 
professors like to talk about, Jefferson Airplane, all these um, on the forefront of um, social socio-political issues at that period, um, but faded abruptly after, like say 1970, because those political those issues either faded with them or they died because they were extremely heavy into hard drugs and substance abuse and they didn't make it out alive of that of that era um uh let's see uh, i think that's the only thing that That's the only those are the only examples that bring to mind. Um, I'm just gonna scroll through my playlist here without trying to click them. Uh, Bee Gees question mark? They were more disco, but more of that era, maybe, obscurity. Uh, Billy Idol is a good, there's some things I did mention. Um, uh, uh, that are of that punk era too, or the punk mindset, um, but didn't rise to fame during, or not a rise to fame, but not what typically we think of punk as now. Because te technically, I guess, you can think of punk as ACDC. They were a punk band. Um, they had hard rock elements to their music. Um, they dressed like children, <laughs> um, like rebellious children. Um, they behaved like rebellious children. Um, their lyrics themes represented that um, someone who didn't necessarily sing about rebellious children but still projected that image was Billy Idol um, but still going back um, that punk mentality um, presents itself in, in figures like Billy Squire um, yet yeah, the who um, Bon Jovi, that kind of like fits into that. Um, they're the they're the most punk of like the Midwestern rock, blue collar rock, but they're still a hair metal band. Which they had the image of the hair metal band, but they're still a punk sort of thing. It's I can see why people find them annoying. Um, Oh, Buffalo Springfields and the Birds. Um, they were of that 60s psychedelic era. Um, the Cars... They represented that same music of the more rock... Or the more... The born musically buttoned up bands of the psychedelic era, the late 60s, early 70s along with The Who, um, 
they still had that same artistic expression, but their music was more defined. It wasn't kind of just getting high and sitting in a recording studio <laughs> um, and just jamming out something and singing something else. It was a little bit more than that. Um, I guess the Cars came in the late 70s, so they were kind of a revival of like bands like The Who. Um, uh, I really like The Who because they're a punk psychedelic band, which... I guess some people can have a difficult time reconciling those things together. Um, but um, Lump, and I'm just going through some of the ones I missed um, after listening to my recording. Um, Lump David Bowie in there with that um, art rock queen vein of things um, let's see oh Dire Straits again um, really like that band um, but lump them in with that kind of southern rock sort of band um, not really they kind of have their own thing out of southern rock um They're more refined than Almond Brothers, but between there and probably CCR. Um, but they're not completely dedicated to that um, to that genre. They have more um, like psychedelic elements to their rock. Um, They came out of the punk, according to um, the punk movement, according to Spotify. But I, they're kind of they're their own kind of thing. Um, I think I mentioned the Doors. Um, they're a little hit and miss, to be honest. Because um, of their association with the punk era. Um, Electric Light Orchestra. Um, early synth. Or early arena rock. Um, early arena rock stuff. More, well, no. Art rock. But less stadium art rock. Like... Less Elton John and David Bowie art rock. But yeah, late 70s. Out of the Blue comes out. Mr. Blue Sky, that kind of thing. Um, let's see. Fleetwood Mac. Um, folk rock. Kind of their own thing. late 60s, kind of born out of the psychedelic era, um, but more refined, more cleaned up. Um, I'm not saying they were clean in any way, they're just more cleaned up. Um, Genesis, 
all them. Synth was a big thing with them. I know percussion was a big thing because of um, what's his face, but uh, Phil Collins. More of an art rock in the vein of Billy Joel. Same style of music. Um, George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Um, yeah, again, one of these things, like I'm in thing kind of thing. Southern rock, sort of. Um, more rhythm and blues. Um, uh, Grateful Dead's one of those psychedelic bands again. Um, uh, a big following afterwards. They're the ones, kind of the ones that made it out. Um, JJL's band. Galus, where do you pronounce that? Um, art Rock. But with the punk twist. But 80s. Um, Jet, Jet. Art Rock. Nothing special. Um... Same goes with Joey Ramone. Um, Kansas. Hard Rock. Extremely similar to Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Almost too much so. Um, but American. Kind of the American version of Led Zeppelin. Um, the Kinks. Another one of those psychedelic bands. Psychedelic era bands, I don't know if they were actually psychedelic or not, but, um, um, kind of one of those niche bands. Uh, I have Michael Jackson in my classic rock playlists. I don't know how I feel about that, because he's not exactly rock, sort of. He's R&B. But venturing into the pop, hip hop sort of thing. Um, defined a generation, obviously, but not really fitting in well. Um, Pat Benatar, synth, stadium rock, special. Um, I, I really wanted to stay out of the, um, the love ballads, the power ballads. Um, the police and poison um, I would lump the police within that art rock genre um, the tone down in the similar style of Dire Straits Poison. Um, to be honest, they're a Midwestern rock band. In the same vein of Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp. If you actually listen to their music. Yeah. Um, Prince. Clam. Art rock. Sort of thing. Same thing with Queen. Uh, 
REM and RU a speed wagon. I get these two confused a lot because they sound really the same. Um, art rock. Yeah. Um, Rush. Art rock. Um, probably halfway between bands like Queen and David Bowie and Elton John and Billy Joel maybe or maybe probably closer or maybe between um, the Glam and almost hard enough to be closer to Led Zeppelin and bands like Sticks. They'd fit in really with Boston, I think. Um, Scorpions. Them and a band called White Snake are really similar. Both, uh, both, both, both European bands, European rock. Um, hmm. Hard rock, definitely. Yeah, hard rock. But not really much else. Steve Miller Band, um, folkish rock. Sort of. Um, Steppenwolf. Psychedelic Era. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I've kind of taken a look at him recently. Um, close with the Destroyers. Um, Talking Heads. Psychedelic Era. Um... Toto, Arena Rock. I think getting close to the end here. Van Morrison. Fit in with the Eagles. Village People. More of a disco thing. Fit in with like the BG crowd. YMCA was really their only thing. Yeah. Uh, there's anything really else that I should CZ Top. How can I forget that? A new spin on Southern Rock. Heavier. Definitely harder. More electric. I think they literally call it Texas Rock. But I think that's self-branded, so I kind of want to stay away from that. But yeah, that's kind of the end of the edition.